0: I understood that reference. Hi everyone, this is Dan. This is Drew, and welcome to Marvel's Flying Monkeys, the podcast where you make fun of Nick Fury's spycraft.
1: Welcome to minute one fifteen of the Iron Man Two podcast series. And seriously, I've I've been harping on this this entire movie. Nick Fury, Natasha Romanoff, they like they they are absolutely shit spies. Yeah. Like they're, they're more like fury is more of like a federal agency bureaucrat who occasionally brandishes a gun. And, you know, uh, Romanoff is, you know, essentially a a department of defense uh, contractor of some sort, but they're not spies. Like, like Definitely i mean like romanov obviously gets the closest you know by quote unquote infiltrating uh stark industries and then quickly like revealing herself uh to tony whom they then expected to keep his mouth shut <laughs> but just like one thing after another like like in this in this instance specifically like they could be you know spies they could be clandestine or like you know a meeting in plain sight kind of thing but no they gotta like take over like a whole goddamn warehouse yeah like unmarked cars surrounding it like just you know really like just get like a bunch of flags with the shield logo on it and just wave them all in like a, a giant circle jerk of of uh I don't know, like in uh, shield interns, like <laughs> they, like they, they, they suck at being spies.
0: You know, they they probably get their secret hideouts raided by the DEA all the time because people are convinced they're just selling drugs out of the abandoned warehouse.
1: I mean, that or like it's, you know, maybe like they have to justify their massive, you know, earmarked budget or something so it's just (laughs) like well i guess we have to like you know just randomly buy this shit warehouse or something um i don't know it's just like and this isn't like to this movie or these particular you know spies alone like you see this all the time in movies that's you know action movies with like any kind of like spies or law enforcement element like they they do shit like this all the time and it like it's, it's, I think in this, it's in the, in the language of a movie, it's more about spectacle and scale and, and, and maybe even like an, a uh, sort of an, a, uh, a stand in for power. Like, Hey, like we can just take this place over. Even yeah. like earlier in the film, like taking over the donut place, that sort of thing, setting up a perimeter, et cetera. But it's, yeah, it does that. But like, in terms of like subtlety and spy craft, no, <laughs> it's all yeah.
0: garbage. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no subtlety at this whatsoever. In real life, it's like everyone would know who Nick Fury was. Like, you know, it's kind of like the thing with like, you know, James Bond. Like at this point, they don't even pretend he's a spy anymore. They're just like, oh, okay, you're the famous dude who goes around killing people that are pissed off Britain. Like
1: and that's like my favorite thing. Like that they that's why I love Casino Royale, because they they knew that about the franchise and they were self-aware enough to like make fun of it. So where he like when he checks in, he doesn't even like give his you know, fake name. He just says his real name or, yeah. you know, and shit like that. Like it's, I don't know, the self-awareness is fun sometimes, but yeah. Otherwise it's just, I don't know. It's, it's happened so much now that in these kinds of movies, it's convention. So when they're doing these things, you know, audiences are think connecting it to those other kinds of action movies. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's like this. Yeah. These guys are spies. But like, <laughs> you think of like, like, you know, if you want a portrait of like actual spy craft, but you want to see it in film form, like, you know, watch Tinker, Taylor, soldier spy, like, or, or films like that. Like, it, yeah. yeah, maybe they're a little bit more boring, but, um, I don't know. I would love to see like the black widow movie is not going to be this. It's an action movie, but I would yeah. love to see like some, some kind of instance of shield or, you know, that kind of Marvel comics, like spy craft stuff in the vein of like, uh, a John LeCar like novel. Like, I think that would be really
0: good. <laughs> the supervillain that came in from the cold. <laughs> no, that would be good. Um, you know, and they've actually done stuff similar to that in the comics. Like, you know, for those who are aren't familiar with spy fiction, there's a Le Carre, which is, he's called stale beer spy fiction. Cause it's really close to uh, what spycraft is actually like, which is going through records, talking to people, making inferences. And then, you know, checking those inferences and then you've got the martini which is you know bond and gadgets and all that and you know shield falls very much like and from the beginning has fallen very much on the martini side of things the problem is that fucking tom clancy came along and convinced everybody that he wasn't like you know he was because he filled his novels with technical jargon that somehow he was depicting anything resembling reality and this will get more it it will be a rot that sinks further into the marvel cinematic universe especially the captain america movies as we go along but yeah, so now it's just like people think people think that CIA analysts have like these giant screens with uh, all the scrolling data and shit. We see this in this movie where it's like he has these giant glass panes with all this like information unfolding on them. And it's just like this is a pretty big production for what amounts to an interrogation. <laughs> like it's a debrief. it's not even interrogation. It's a debrief. He is. Talking to, he's, he's, it's not, it's not even that. It's a firing. He is firing Tony from a job he didn't even have.
1: Yeah. That is, I, I, I glad you get to transition to that because that is, you know, there are some great Tony moments here, but frankly, the yeah. great both mostly because it's, you know, it's just Tony being Tony, but also it's Tony getting, he's getting knocked down a peg, but he's still being Tony and like pushing the peg up a little bit at least back, back up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, going through everything that happened, you know, and he's like, you know, in my own defense, that was last week, which isn't really a line of defense, but, you know, to Tony, it is. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, the Ro- Romanoff's um, assessment, i.e. the textbook narcissism, and Tony, like, literally cops to that. He's like, yeah. Um, and so, and and it's interesting, too, because, like, it it seems like he wasn't previously interested in what was going on anyways, and now he suddenly is. At least when he's like, he's 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 the rich boy who like was offered something and was kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then when that thing is, the offer is removed, he's suddenly like, uh, what? <laughs> um, but, uh, it, and then like the whole thing, like, you know, you can't afford me. Like when they talk about like him consulting. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's some great like Tony, uh, Nick moments here, but. It, again it is it's just more like this actually like that the, the meat of that conversation talking about like an assessment and that kind of back and forth that, that's actually closer to spycraft than everything else <laughs>